Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Nailed It with St. Joe. Hope you have a great week, and thanks again for tuning in and putting me on the channel, listening to the show. I definitely appreciate it. I uh, want to say thanks to Keb for uh, including the, the podcast family, myself included, for letting us do a guest spot on the Stupid History Minute. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the guest spots are over now. Uh, you may have heard a few of them. The subjects that he had uh, tailor-made to each of us was a lot of fun. Enjoyed doing it. Uh, he may revisit that, I hope. Uh, but a lot of us had a lot of fun doing that and enjoyed it immensely. So, again, appreciate the, uh, the time and effort that he put into it to let us do that. Uh, don't forget to check out the Stupid History Minute every day. Uh, there is a lot of good information to do that, and it only takes a minute to do. So as while you're checking out that, uh, don't forget to check out all the other uh, podcasts that we mention each and every week here. Uh, we've got Tuesday, Pedals of Support. She had a guest on this week from Australia, a little sleepover that she calls it. Uh, that was a very good episode. We had the boys from Refilton on Wednesday. They had Sumner on as a guest, and they tried to stump the Keb uh, with a plethora of of uh, Star Wars questions. And the three nerds that they are when it comes to Star Wars is fascinating to me. Uh, they have a certain wealth of knowledge that is beyond the limits. It's uh, it's crazy uh, that they how well they know the show. Uh, Keb knows it very very well. Uh, through the questions that they asked him. Uh, but it was a very interesting episode. If you're into that kind of Star Wars knowledge, you should definitely check it out. Um, and then Thursday, uh, Biebs did his own podcast of Finding His Way, Finding Your Way, uh, where he is trying to kind of go off in a way to tell stories about people that found their way. And he talks about a friend of his named Heavy, uh, where it gets very heavy. It was a it was a good episode. It was a very emotional episode. Uh, one that you should definitely check out. It was it was a good episode. Um, but make sure you have uh, Box of Kleenex handy. It, it is a it is a tearjerker and uh, but a good one. Uh, Beebs wears his heart on his sleeve, and it's uh, it's good to see that. And uh, you know, props to him that he can do that. Um, but a good podcast and, uh, good that he did that. So check it out. Uh, hypno wellness had a couple episodes come out, which were very good, uh, different techniques and different, um, subjects that you can certainly relate to. Uh, don't listen to them in the car. I think the second episode of the week that came out a day or so ago, um, I'm recording this on Saturday, so I think it came out on Friday. Uh, the one that you should not listen to in the car. You need to have a nice, safe place to listen to it. Um, good stuff. Uh, check those out. And then our friends over at uh, Nefarious Nightmare, I think they're getting ready for a podcast convention. Uh, but they're getting ready to unleash a, a very interesting um, series that's coming up that I know they're working on. And then our friends at uh, Mike and Jay over at the Two Penny, uh, they continue to have some fun episodes on Friday. 
uh, where they are always doing um, music, uh, music stuff. And now uh, they're um, they're getting into giving out uh, tips, some uh, some tips uh, and advice. Uh, so that was very interesting as well. Uh, but a lot of good pods that we're listening to, uh, amongst other things. So check them out if you can. Always a good thing. A lot of good friends of ours that are doing a very good. Um, I'm proud to say that the uh, episode that I had with Mrs. St. Joe uh, has become the fan favorite. So thank you for that. Uh, We're growing each week with, again, listeners. Um, Y'all had one job to do. One job would do is get out there and share it with uh, one person that you like, one person that uh, you had to follow or or share it with or tell them about. Um, And it looks like some of you are doing it. Some of you are coming through, but we need to get more. Uh, so if you can do that and help me out, uh, if you want to leave a comment or a review of fi- uh, reviews on Apple are the best ones from what I'm finding out, that's going to help me get a little bit more noticed um, and kind of climb up the uh, the ladder, so to speak. That would be great. But on, for me this week, I'm going to talk about a subject uh, that a lot of people really don't want to talk about. Uh, they don't feel like they maybe need to talk about, but they should be talking about. And it may be a scary subject. It may be a taboo subject for some people. Uh, It may be something that people are embarrassed to talk about. Um, But May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I think that it's something very important Uh, that people should bring to the forefront. Um, I told you that I would never get political on this uh, podcast, and I am not going to. But with a lot of things that are happening in our country, right now you turn on the news and you see a lot of things that are happening uh, that could revolve around mental health awareness. Uh, if If it was more things that could happen because of mental health, maybe these things wouldn't be happening and I'll leave it at that. I know, I think everybody knows what it could be. Um, but I think that there's a lot of things that could revolve around more mental health checkups, mental health background screening, um, just deal with mental health. So, you know, I typically, um, if you're talking about music, if you're talking about TV shows, if you're talking about, just things in general about what you do. Uh, if you're if you're sad, if you're down, if you're depressed, if there's, I I know that through experiences of my own, that if you get to a, a spot, if you get down to a a feeling, a a a low time in life. I mean, I'll, I'll, this last week for me hasn't been the greatest week. Uh, you know, there's been some things that have gone on and, and there's just times that maybe life happens and it, and it gets, it gets to be too much for you. Um, and you know, you can get yourself into a funk. You can say, man, if it's work, if it's, if it's relationships, if it's friendships, if it's whatever it may be, if something is just 
rubbing you the wrong way and saying, I don't know, and it just gets you into a funk, what is it that you do? Is there particular songs maybe that you will turn to and listen to? Is there, does that put your mind at ease and say, okay, yeah, this is what I need to do in order to get myself out of this funk? Is there shows that you need to watch and say, okay, because I can relate to this? Or is there, do you need to read a specific, a specific book? Um, or is it that you, you pick up a book and start reading it to get your mind off of things? I mean, what is it particularly that you turn to in order to get yourself out of that funk? Is it a particular person? Do you have that person that you can pick up the phone and call and say, look, I just need somebody to talk to. Uh, because I'm going to tell you, a lot of people don't have that person, but they should. They should have that person. And, you know, with all the organizations that are out there, that person is in reach all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So there are organizations that are out there that this month is made to make you aware of that no matter what you're going through in life, somebody's out there to help you. And somebody's out there to listen no matter what's happening. So when I was thinking about this and I was looking at it, I'm thinking about when I was a kid, way back to what I was, when I was kind of growing up and everything that I was, that was good in life, everything that was the happiest moment that I could possibly be in. And that to me would be Saturday morning. I would get up and I would turn on the TV and I would watch cartoons and I would sit there and it was shortly followed by wrestling, of course, because you can't go wrong with the day of cartoons followed by wrestling. But for me, I wanted to focus on cartoons um, because cartoons were, were magical. And there were many different cartoons that you could sit there and you could watch. Um, and so I wanted to look into various cartoons, but I, I came across one cartoon in, in, in particular. And then I thought, is this really a cartoon? And the more and more that I looked into it, it's, yes, it's portrayed as a cartoon. It's a Disney cartoon now, but it's really more a book than it is a cartoon. And it's a childhood book that every one of us has grown up with and every one of us can relate to. And so it's talked about, and everybody knows uh, who, who the characters are in the book, but I'm not sure that everybody knows that every single character in the book, if you analyze it, has suffers or displays character, character, I'm sorry, symptoms or characterizations of a mental illness. So I wanted to just kind of go through and say uh, about the book and kind of dive a little bit deeper into it. So the book that I'm talking about is written by A.A. Milne. It's probably one of the most famous characters in books, and it's been around forever, more than, I think, 70 years. Um, And we've all grown up with it. 
and the book is the characters of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, so this is fascinating to me, and I want to give credit where credit is due. So I've um, done a lot of lot of uh, reading and 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 studying the last uh, week here, but mainly it's it's coming from the Canadian Medical Association, uh, where I've found a lot of different things uh, in regards to what I'm going to talk about today. So if you look through the main character let's just start with winnie the pooh if you look at winnie the pooh himself he he suffers from two different uh mental disorders uh the first one being uh would be binge eating uh, so if if you look at binge eating and it's and i want to say that i don't think first of all i don't think that when writing the the stories and things like that, I don't think it was meant to be in any way, shape, or form. I don't think A.A. A. Milne, 70 years ago, sat down and said, I'm going to write characters to portray this particular thing. I think over the years, um, we've enjoyed the cartoons. They're, they're fun-loving characters. They are meant to be who they are meant to be. But over the course of the years, we have become... Um, desensitized for lack of a better word that we overanalyze and we look at every single thing in terms of what I'm going to kind of tell you about now. And then that way we can, we, we feel better about why we're doing it because we can then label or we can put a label on these characters and we can associate it with somebody to say, Yes, this is this is going to make me feel better because then I can separate myself and I can put myself into a specific box and I can then relate to this character even more because of what this character is going through because then I can relate to it and then that way I'm able to then associate myself with him to their, their, therefore figure out what I need to do in order to solve the issues that I have now noticed that I have to help myself get out of it, if that makes sense, which I believe that it does. So if we look at Winnie the Pooh, he suffers from a an eating disorder. It's a, a binge eating disorder. And you're like, what do you mean? I don't understand. Well, he's a bear who goes around and all he does is looks for honey. He has an insatiable desire to go around and eat honey. That's all he does. He is, his sole focus is to go everywhere and eat honey. So if you're looking, he is obsessed with it. He has tendencies to go overboard in order to get his hands on it and is the definitive sign of a binge eater. Uh, pin, they are, uh, people with binge eating disorder are found to consume large amounts of food and have little control over their eating habits. So this is a red flag to say that he has a, an eating disorder. The other thing that, uh, Winnie the Pooh has is he has attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or ADHD. Another reason that he has this is that he's also often found to be forgetful and distracted on multiple occasions. He easily lose tracks, loses track of time and frequently forgets 
that he is lost in his own world. He has a very short attention span, and his obsessive tendencies, again, point to the symptoms of um, ADHD because he his short attention span is only um, um, focused on finding the honey so he could eat. So two different things for Winnie the Pooh. If you move on to Tigger, uh, Tigger, one of my my favorite uh, characters. I mean, this is uh, if you if you know uh, the uh, the wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers a wonderful thing. Their heads are made out of rubber. Their tails are made out of string. It's uh, <laughs> they bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce. That's uh, that's one of the best things about Tigger. Uh, in case you didn't know, uh, that he is definitely the poster child in the Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh world for ADHD. Uh, it's pretty obvious to see why is because uh, he is the fun-loving, affectionate character, but he is also, he exhibits risky behavior uh, due to his uh, wildness, and he's always bouncing around. He is high energy. He is socially intrusive a um is sometimes dangerous um uh, from what he's doing he uh he helps his friend rue um who also leads him into a lot of dis, dis dangerous situations because his of his impulsivity um his energetic characterizations are traits of of uh adhd beyond beyond recognition so uh, post a child again of ADHD. Um, by far, my my most relatable character in uh, in Winnie the Pooh is Eeyore. Um, I know it's not much of a tale, but I'm kind of attached to it. You know, I may do some impressions, and they're not very good, but I don't care. I'll I'll keep doing them. I know, you know, Kev tried to do a couple in his uh, in his uh, episode, so hey, why not? I'll try to do a couple. Um, the uh, Eeyore is the ultimate pessimist. He is the um, he is uh, suffers from depression. Uh, the long and short of it is that he is the one that would suffer from uh, depression. He has the a terrible outlook on life. And if you go back and you look at some of the phrases or things that Eeyore says, um, he is, he's always sad, he's low on energy, has a negative perspective towards life. Um, he is probably the most depressing character in in Winnie the Pooh. Now, is he a lovable character? Absolutely. But he is probably one of the most pessimistic and unhappy characters in there. So if to give you an example, some of the phrases that Eeyore says, he says, I was so upset, I forgot to be happy. Um, if, if it's a good morning, which I doubt, um, I'd say thistles, but nobody listens to me anyway. Um, what else? Let me see if there's another one I can find that's... Uh, um, they haven't got brains, any of them, only gray fluff that's blown into heads by mistake. Uh, 
Um, and then uh, let's see. see if I can get one more. Um, no need to bother on my account. I mean, just very, very pessimistic outlook um, from a very cute, lovable character, but he definitely signs of depression throughout the whole whole story of Winnie the Pooh. Move on to Piglet. Piglet is, yes, is he Winnie the Pooh's best friend? It, yes. Does he show signs of ultimate friendship? Absolutely. Um, ultimate love for Winnie the Pooh? Absolutely. But he suffers from an anxiety disorder. Um, he is... He's anxious, he's sweaty, he's always worrying about stuff. He stutters uh, throughout the story. Uh, if you look at some of the times when he, um, which is interesting because it's actually like spelled out where if you say it, you'll notice, you know, the actual, in the book, it's written D, 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 and then he'll, you know, the word. So we, if even if you're reading it, you have to stutter as when you're reading the story, uh, which is very interesting. Um, so if you're, if for this particular character, that may be intentional that he had Piglet have a stutter. Um, don't know why, but if you're reading it, you would have to say, don't, and then you would read the story. So very interesting there, but, um, He's shown signs of general anxiety disorder. Uh, so if you look, uh, they say that it's it's probably traced back from trauma that he suffer, suffers from trying to trap a Hufflepuff. And is not the Hufflepuff from Harry Potter. Is a Hufflepuff, the original one, from Winnie the Pooh. 70 years before any kind of Harry Potter. So uh, very interesting here. Uh, if you look at Rabbit, Rabbit is very easily to look at and say that he is um, OCD. Uh, Rabbit is constantly cleaning things, has to be organized. The garden has to be neat and perfect in every single way. He gets super mad if it's not, uh, but always everything has to be in order. Um, so impulse, um, intrusiveness. Uh, obsessive, time-consuming, every aspect of the life is is has to be by that is the uh, um, ultimate OCD signs. Uh, so rabbit suffers from OCD. Uh, Kanga uh, is the helico ultimate helicopter mom. Uh, she is uh, nurturing by nature, but she is. Uh, suffers from social anxiety because a uh, single mom, she's super overprotective and constantly worried about her son's safety. Um, she has a marked fear of social situations and tries to stay away from them because of her intense fear. She is constantly withdrawn from the outside world and does not find happiness or joy in the day-to-day -day activities. All of these signs point to social anxiety disorder. Rue, her son, um, if you look at that, is on the autism spectrum. Uh, he is cute, 
but is all over the board. Most of the time you will find him running into the unknown without much awareness. Uh, the rest of the time you see him nestled in his mother's arms with no desire to go outside. Um, he lacks situational awareness, impulsivity, and is inappropriate social act in interactions. Um, would therefore place him on the autism spectrum. Um, so, I mean, that may be a little bit of a stretch, but again, uh, these are just uh, maybe a little bit of reach there, but this is what the, uh, what the research has found out to be. If you look at the, uh, the overall planner of Winnie the Pooh itself, Christopher Robbins, he again suffers from two different, uh, mental, mental health, uh, disorders. One of them is dissociative identity disorder, which uh, he seems to have created the world of a hundred acres woods all by himself. This means that uh, he has one personality inside the imaginary farm and one in the real world. Uh, he might, he, he is definitely um, struggling with dissociative identity disorder. The other one that he would be suffering from would be schizophrenia. They are very similar, but they are different. Schizophrenia uh, would be that um, he has built his whole world for himself outside of the real world, allowing him to go beyond what adults' imagination would allow us to do. He spends most of his time locked in his room, bringing stuffed animals to life and talking to them. Um, while it's not a red flag in the comic book world, it is in the real world. And Christopher's tendencies might be signs of hallucinations due to schizophrenia. The last person in the, in the world of Winnie the Pooh is the wise old owl. Um, he suffers from, again, two different, um, disorders, which is narcissism and dyslexia. Uh, typically, owls are known to be very smart uh, because of their sim sim symbolism of being the wise old owl. But if you look at the owl itself, he is, uh, he is not very smart and suffers uh, from dyslexia. Uh, with he's writing on a couple different things. Like if an example, he writes happy birthday, he spells a happy birthday, very, very wrong. Uh, the letters are all mixed up. And when Winnie, Winnie the Pooh reads it, he knows that it says happy birthday. However, uh, he just brushes it off and says, Oh, okay. That's a nice, that's a nice letter, but it is not spelled correctly at all. Um, and then um, if you're looking at how narcissism is, he is always trying to speak above himself, use bigger words to try to make himself, uh, you know, puffed up, feel better, and portray that he is the smartest person in the Thousand Acre Woods. Uh, so very interesting to look at that. Now, you know, concluding everything here that you see um 
the characters that might have disorders, but again, he didn't, he didn't, Milne didn't portray them to have these disorders from the get go. Um, they're still lovable, beautiful characters like you and I. Uh, we can associate happy emotions with Winnie the Pooh and characters having mental disorders. We can certainly do it for our fellow humans as well. Together, we can all create a more empathetic and healthier world. Uh, that is said very well. Uh, it is um, it's something that I, and I think that people looked at, that they analyzed, and that they came up with. And the reason that I looked into it is I thought it was very interesting when I was talking last week about the Wizard of Oz characters and how you know somebody had mentioned to me that you know that was interesting because i think that if you look at different characters and different views there we as a society again try to take people and put them into a very very specific box so if you take your group of people and you look at them and you say yep Let's let's use the an analogy again of a Halloween party, and you're going to get dressed up and say, we're going to go as the characters of Winnie the Pooh, and you have six or seven people. You're going to say, all right, this person is going to be Winnie the Pooh. This person is going to be the owl. This person is going to be Tigger. This person is going to be Rabbit, and so on and so on and so on. And why is that? And the majority of the time is, is because it, they fit that particular personality or that particular trait. And you are automatically stereotyping, for lack of a better term, is that you're saying, this is what this person does. And that, friends, all boils down to mental health and mental health awareness. Is that why are we doing that? Why are we putting those people in that particular box? And that's a question or an answer that I don't have. I can't give you. That is, that's where you have to look in the mirror and say, why am I doing that? <laughs> and, and that's a million dollar question right there. And I wish I had the answer, but I don't. Um, so I, I, I just, I don't know what to tell you on that, but I know that what we can do is take a deeper look into it and we can, we can say, maybe I can make a change on not to try to put those people in the box. And then I can be open to saying, you know what, maybe that person needs my help. Maybe that person is acting this particular way for a particular reason. And maybe I can explore a little bit more um, on why they're doing it. And if we need to have them a conversation to say, hey, you know, I noticed this or I noticed that or whatever, and just try to help out. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I know that a lot of people are, are suffering from a lot of different things. And um, there's a lot of different places you can go for help. Um, but... Um, I just found it to be very interesting to, uh, to go through a lot of different things and, and, and see, 
but uh, I just want to tell you, go through a couple different things, um, give you some facts, uh, a little bit of facts about what's going on in our world. Uh, one in one in five adults in the U.S. experience mental health issues. Forty-six point three million people by the age twelve or over have a sus- substance abuse disorder. 47.2% of U.S. adults with mental illness receive tr- treatment. 65.4% of U.S. adults with serious mental illness receive treatment. 33.5% of U.S. adults with mental illness also experience a substance use disorder. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 14 years old and the third leading cause of death among those aged 15 to 24 in the U.S. 46% of people who die by suicide had a diagnosed mental health condition. At least 4 million people in the U.S. provided care to an adult with a mental health or emotional health issue. The average delay between symptoms onset and treatment for mental illness is 11 years. 3 million Americans live in recovery after some form of substance use challenge. And three out of four people who experience addiction eventually recover. Some of those stats are staggering. And the fact that it happens with so many young people is where I think that we need to start the focus and start to do something about it. You've heard me talk about it many times that I have a 14 year old son and it's scary. And you know, it's, it's, it's hard to hear some of the things that they're talking about and that they're going through with school right now. And it's scary. It's, 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 it's frightening to see what's going on and how he's going to start high school this next, uh, next year, this next fall. And, uh, it, we just have to have him armed and prepared for anything that's going to happen. And, uh, I think that that may again be in the forefront of my mind and maybe why I'm, I'm, I'm digging into some of these things here. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. So the other, other thing that I think, um, think that I, I can do is, is, you know, I always seem to have, uh, some kind of words of encouragement or some, you know, the blessing that I have or, or any kind of thing that I can do. So I think the only thing that I can do is end or, or leave you, um, with that. And, and I think that I can um, kind of give you, for anybody that's out there that may be listening to this and say, you know, that's what I need. That's I need somebody to talk to. I need somebody to turn to. Where do I go? What do I do? Um, and I, I can leave this in the show notes too, where I can tell you where to go and what to do. But you can, you can go to findtreatment.gov is the is there's a lot of resources you can do 988 suicide and crisis lifeline you just dial 988 and there's somebody that will pick up 24 hours a day seven days a week 
Um, there's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, and then there's the Trevor Project, um, which is, again, open 24-7. And that's for anybody in the LGBTQ plus community uh, that can help. So you can text, chat, call anytime for any of these organizations, and they'll reach out and um, and have access to it. And I'll put them all in the show notes so that anybody can have it. Um, but as far as anybody here that needs uh, any kind of encouragement or anything um, that I can do or put my stamp or blessing on it in any way, shape, or form, uh, this is what I will say. May you find peace in your mind and heart and maintain a positive outlook on life. May you have the strength to overcome any challenges and to maintain resilient in difficult times. May you be kind to yourself and practice self-care. Know that your mental health is a priority. May you have the courage to seek support, speak up, and ask for help when needed. May you surround yourself with people who bring positivity, love, and support in your life. May you find joy in small things and find happiness in everyday moments. May you be mindful, present, and find inner peace when things get tough. May you feel empowered to take control of your mental health and well-being. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week. I hope you have a great week. Remember, wherever you go, whatever you do, make sure you nailed it. This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information.